of you. Hello, everyone. I'm Ricky Grove, and this is a Now for Something Completely Machinima podcast. Um, we're starting March 2023 with a film pick by Tracy. Um, it's a really interesting film. It's called The Gateway by Ritual in Film. Uh, it was shot in Unreal. And uh, Tracy, tell us a little bit more about it. Yep, sure. Um, yeah, so Made in Unreal, as you said, Ritual in Film, released in May 2020. So this is by no means new. In actual fact, it was made in Unreal 4. Um but I have to say, I was really spoiled for choice with Unreal Films. Uh, this one, though, I, I I picked it because I really like the pace and the suspense of it. Um, it's a it's made by a Swedish filmmaking agency that produces mainly in-game cinematics, from what I can see. The odd game trailer for Warhammer 40k and others, a lot of um, VFX and commercials. And it and it was the 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 the, the agency was bought by Kubrick. Um, last year uh and it's now moving into streaming content as well but um i don't know how much more of the the unreal stuff they'll be making as creative works in in its own right um so i appreciate it's a little bit older but i actually don't think that shows too much in this um i think it shows off the um the you know the reflections and the lighting really well and the you know the thing that unreal has become so well known for uh, as I understand it, this one was basically a test film. It took them four months to complete and about three months um, to learn Unreal before they actually started the project. Um, there is actually also a VFX breakdown of the film, which I'll share a link to as well, so you can see how they kind of built this. Oh, that would scenes. be interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite interesting to watch that, to see how they did it. It's not quite what you imagine they would have done. Um, and yes, it's a little dark, Um I kind of felt it borrowed a little bit from the opening shots of the last Alien film, the Alien Covenant, you know, 2017 film, with its kind of use of an android. And then the sounds of the creature reminded me a little bit of Godzilla. But beyond that, it's really quite an interesting approach. This kind of mocap that they've used, I think, is absolutely extraordinary. Um, there's an intriguing scene with a hand through some interesting atmospherics, which is portrayed so well um absolutely astonishingly well uh not not unlike in in, in, it, in its portrayal of um do you remember the fire that we looked at for um the remnant film that we reviewed uh, oh last yeah year? yeah uh -huh. um where the atmospherics were sort of playing there that was that was another another one that i really liked the look of in in the way that it, it did all of that um i'm not really sure what what goes on at the end I'm not really sure what's happened. I'm not really sure that we're meant to understand it. Um, did the person die? Was that an experience of death? Or what exactly is the gateway? I think, you know, you tell us. Um, anyway, what did you guys think? Well, a gateway, um, the, the trope of a gateway in science fiction is very old. Uh, probably the best known is the obelisk in Arthur C. Clarke's uh, great 2001. But the notion of a gateway to another world is a very popular uh, image and, and trope in science fiction. So I can see why they glommed onto that as an easy way to set up a scene and set up a whole bunch of expectations. Um, you're right, at the end, they didn't... Uh, 
they left it ambiguous as to what happened for it. I'm interested that you said that this was a test because that changes a little bit my thinking about the film. Mm. I don't know why, but I, I tend to see these tests as stories, you know, mm. interesting short little stories. And in a sense, they're not. They're really meant to display the technology and create sort of the bones of characters and figures in order to try out the VFX and the uh, cinematography and the rendering capabilities of the engine. And on that level, I think it was an unqualified success. It was just beautiful, not quite as beautiful as Secret Moon by Orin Cloud, mm -hmm. the one that we did last week, but nevertheless, just really beautiful. Um, especially those close-ups, as you mentioned, of the glove. Those, the, it almost, in a way, those close-ups almost seemed like from another film mm. because they were yeah. so, they were so technologically superior to some of the wider shots. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I now, uh, just just for my own opinion of looking at this, I find that these sorts of tests are troublesome to me because they emphasize the spectacle of everything as opposed to any sort of effort to really make a character or characters or a story the story that they have is just really more of a sketch people arrive at a place there's a gateway you've already told that there's a gateway in the title they go to the gateway and something happens so that's what the story is. It seems pretty thin to me and, and cliched from a science fiction. If you're a science fiction reader, you definitely have seen this reel before. And then the slow build up to actual what the gateway does. It was off putting because you want to get a sense. There's a way to do it so that you can be ambiguous, but it gives you choices like, yes, they died no they were translated into another dimension um no they were recon reconfigured as completely unique characters by whatever it is and now they're under the control of the entity that does the gateway i mean i'm just coming up with those things mm -hmm. off the top of my head but they just left the whole thing ambiguous you know what i mean they didn't even give you a sense the idea of just brightening the thing at the end is a cop-out in a way um from from a story point of view, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? If you if you see it just as a test, then none of that makes any difference. But I can't help myself. I look at these kinds of things and I see them as stories. Uh, so from my point of view, I would have appreciated the film more if they had put just a little effort in some of the storytelling aspects of it and a little bit more into the character. I know this had no dialogue in it. Perhaps dialogue may have made a little bit of difference, especially with the lead character, maybe, I don't know. But I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was a beautiful film, but I, I have to be honest with you that I'm getting a little tired of the highly highly refined, glossy movies that have are hollow. Know fair what point. I mean? Yeah, fair point, yes, absolutely. So, uh, Tracy, I got the same Alien vibe that you did when I started watching this. Uh, maybe feel quite surprised that you chose it because I know that's not one of your favorite <laughs> yeah, films. Yeah, it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
because as I watched it, I understood why he chose it because it it is a, it's a stunning film. And when you said it was made with Unreal Four, oh, yeah, I I quickly watched it again uh, while you two were talking because I thought it was in Run- Unreal Five uh, because oh. it looks like an Unreal Five kind of render. Yeah. So yeah. I was just kind of watching it there on my second monitor. So how did they pull that off in Unreal Four? Because it there's just so much. Um, detail on the especially on the, the close up work yes. like you said about yeah. the glass yeah. and and I was thinking well they probably because it is so dark that might explain it because they don't have to do the rest of the world which yes. means they can have some really high quality textures and models that they're showing close up and That's they don't have point. to worry about the rest of the world like because if you had a really brightly lit scene you'd have to build the whole world and it has to match <clears> the detail of the characters but you know it's kind of dark and foggy don't need to show the rest of it yeah so i think maybe um, that's their trick there that's exactly what they do in the in the little um uh, breakdown film that they they present they show oh, i gotta you watch that, that yeah yeah you know they show they show you that they don't they only put a little bit of detail on some of the stuff um which is you know i think it's a bit of a giveaway when you when you look at it and clearly some of the assets that they've used are not great detail as well mm. as i understand it the tree that they used at part of the, you know, the at the at the end, it's actually only a low poly thing. So oh. the fact, so the fact that they made it slightly out of focus. <laughs> you yeah. hide those little things. Yeah, you hide the hide the details, and you put the detail into where you want to, you know, keep the the focus and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought they they did pretty well with it, and I yeah, agree I with wish... you. I think you know the 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 fact that the the story. Is a little thin. I kind of an- anticipated that you would say that, and I also kind of anticipated that you would say the the tropes or the trope that's being used here is one that's kind of of well, you know, it's it's kind of well used, um, and it seems to be one that f- folks seem to return to when they're putting these little tests together because it kind of obviates the need, yeah, yeah obviates yeah, the need yeah. to come up with something makes that... it easier so they can focus on the stuff that they're really interested in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And we've seen that a lot, haven't we, with some of the 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 films, particularly the Unreal films that we've been looking at, because people are so wowed by the you know what this these engines can do um, that they kind of they 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 fo- you know they focus on that rather than on the story as you kind of quite rightly said but nonetheless i i was kind of intrigued by what you want you know what you might have said about it really oh well you know i really like the atmosphere that was created in the film especially at the beginning and the, the sort of wide big shots it really gave a sense of you could actually see the atmosphere in it you know and it did remind me of some of those alien things or in the the early part of 2001 yeah when the uh, uh astronauts arrive at the where the uh, obelisk the location where the obelisk is yeah is, is there as well speaking yeah. of science fiction i wanted to quickly recommend or did, did you have a comment about the film that we're talking about no i was going to say the, the other the other film that um I'm just trying to find it on our um, on our uh, notes. I picked another Unreal one, um, but that was like three times longer and less well edited, uh. but but more interesting in in terms of what the story was doing. And I was kind of torn: should I show that one? Should I show this one? Um, but I, I went for this one in the end. But but we'll put the other one in the projects update. Okay. 
um, for for the month. So you still get a chance to have a look at the other one. I think the okay. other one's got a more interesting story to it. Yeah, I think it's you called Arcadia or something like that, or Arcania, something. Oh, like cool. That. Well, you know, in a way, when you look at it, the the amount of effort that goes into putting together all of the elements of a CG 3D project are so massive in order to get the right look. And the, you, you have to constantly do iterations of things to, to fix problems that come up. And so the, the, the amount of work that goes into creating that requires that the people who are working on the on the project be highly skilled or have learned the skills. So their focus would be on problem solving in the technical realm, the crafting realm. And, and characterization and writing has its own set of skill levels. And they don't really come into creating 3D or VFX as you're actually making the project. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It usually comes in way before um at least in the standard project so the the idea that somehow you're making this beautiful gorgeous science fiction story that doesn't really have an equal amount of interesting story or character content is not a new one it's been going on i mean you can look at a string of hollywood blockbuster films and see that you know blatant uh blatant holes in the plot and jumps that don't make any sense. I mean, good observant critics and observant viewers of those things have been pointing out those thing, those problems forever. So I don't think we're ever going to lose that because if it's really popular and makes a shitload of money, then who cares? Well, we do at completelymachinima.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We do. Those sorts of things are interesting to it. And in that vein, I want to recommend a film that just came out on Netflix. And it's called Jung, J-U-N-G underscore E. It was as a uh, South Korean film. Jung Soon Ho, I think, is the director of it. He directed a fantastic uh, science fiction call, film called Train to Busan. And in this particular film, he's moved into the world of Philip K. Dick and Blade Runner. Oh. It's a live action film. And it's a kind of gentler version of Blade Runner, where the emphasis is on a mother and a daughter's relationship and the ethics of owning um, artificial intelligence and what to do with it. One of the cool things that the, 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 this director knows Philip K. Dick really well, because one of the things that this writer did was take social issues and political issues and put them into science fiction. And in this particular world, they've developed the technology to be able to copy brains, complete brains, and uh, the thoughts and memories and all of that. But the rights to those brains have three tiers. The top tier is for people who are extremely wealthy and they get complete autonomy with that brain so they can become immortal in a sense. The second B tier, you have the right to your own brain, but you can also sell those rights to somebody else to, for use in other technology. Mm -hmm. 
And then the bottom level, which is completely free and it's for the poor, means you give up all rights to your to the use of your brain and your consciousness. So a company can do whatever they want with it. So in this film, it's about a war hero who's, uh, she's living with her daughter and her grandmother, and her grandmother is very elderly, and she dies in a battle. She's quite famous. She's won quite a few battles, but the very last one she dies, or comes to near death, they copy her brain, and they rush to the, her home and force the grandmother through cajoling to have her sign it over at the lowest tier, which means that the military and any company that wants to buy the rights to it can do what they want with it. So this particular company has been using her awareness to put into artificially intelligent uh, warriors to create a, a, a battle warrior. And the film proper is about the fact that this warrior goes through a meta f battle and always fails at one certain point. And they've gone through 18 iterations of this person using the same brain, trying variations on the, on the scenario to try to break through this battle. And the, the cool thing about it is that the woman who is running the experiment for a high level company like an apple type company is the daughter that was left behind who's now elder almost elderly but middle-aged so she has conflicting feelings about the whole thing oh. and that's all i'm going to tell you about it but it's just the highest level of science fiction that combines just the the, the beauty of the original blade runner with a less cliched noir mystery plot and instead it's a plot about the ethics and mother-daughter tie, um, what responsibility parents have towards their children and their children's have towards their parents. It's just a beautiful film. Jung E. It's on Netflix. It just started yesterday. Wow. So I want to recommend it uh, for any science fiction fans who might be uh, listening to see very high quality science fiction. I've written and that down because it sounds very interesting. It does sound very interesting. I was going to say it probably feeds very nicely into our next uh, blog post on AI generators and all the discussion around who owns what uh, alongside the ongoing saga of Musk and Twitter and yep. whatever, whatever. Yep. <laughs> well, the cool thing about this film is that it, it leaves the daughter with having to make a choice. And I won't tell you what that choice is, but it's a profoundly moving one. Oh, wow. In a way okay. that Blade Runner could never even come close to, to achieving. I mean, hey, I'm not knocking Blade Runner. It's a great film, a beautiful film, but the style was better than the content in many ways. This, the style of the film and the content are equally as impressive all the way through. I mean, some of the shots, and you can recognize it. It's a Blade Runner world. In fact, you could almost say it's an alternative Blade Runner story that takes place in the Blade Runner universe. Thank you. You're Definitely welcome. one to watch. Thank you. Yep. Well, that's it for our show today. Um, another really interesting, unreal 
video that uh, Tracy has found. And I'm sorry, I didn't introduce you at the beginning, Tracy Harwood and Damian <laughs> Valentine. <laughs> Here, I'll introduce you at the end. Thank you. <laughs> We're just so, so excited any... about the film. You can, you know. I was. I really wanted to talk about it because, you know, despite my complaints about it, I was quite impressed with the the beauty of the film. Uh, not yeah. Again, not quite as much as Secret Moon, but it was very affecting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if they could just do as much work on creating stories that are as compelling, that would be fantastic. Uh, but if you have an idea about this film or comments on this film that you want to make, uh, if we find them interesting, we'll share them either on the blog or here live. Uh, send them to us at talk at completelymachinima.com. And don't forget our ongoing blog. It's become uh, equally filled with interesting stuff on artificial intelligence, 3D technology, VFX, all sorts of stuff. Tracy's been doing a, a bang-up job on that at completelymachinima.com. So that's our show today. Thank you very much for watching. We'll have another film for you next week. We'll see you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.